0: Jess, welcome back to the Not Curie Bradshaw podcast, where I discuss all things style, wellness, and pop culture, and whatever else comes up for me that particular week. Welcome back, guys. I'm happy to be here with you. I have decided that I want to do a wellness check-in at the top of every episode before the fashion tip. Because wellness is a huge part of my platform at this point, and I just always want to be sure with everything that I put out that I'm being intentional and purposeful, that I'm hitting all of my marks of the different things that interest me and the different ways in which I want to contribute positively to the lives of the people who engage with me. So... I tend to do that with the things that I know about the things that I'm actively learning about and that is style and wellness and pop culture Uh, the pop culture part I just find people peopling to be fascinating I think that we are the most interesting creatures and I'm always curious about the ways our minds work and how we operate with each other so that's why I quite enjoy learning about what's popping in the zeitgeist because I just think it's fun and fascinating and when we look back on it it gives like historical context I think in a way like when we look back on this time in our lives I can know oh this is everything that was happening then for me and this is what was going on in the world so just something that I enjoy and I want to be sure that on all of my different platforms on my Instagram on my YouTube on this podcast that I am covering on my bases in terms of my interests because they're just not singular. So with that being said, I want to start this episode off with my own wellness check-in. I hope that you guys are doing okay, that you are somehow thriving despite everything that's going on. I think that i I don't know if I have adapted or if I'm not focusing enough. I don't know. I I go back and forth from feeling perfectly fine to almost immediately remembering everything that's going on in the world outside of me. Between the pandemic and the fact that myself and three people who I know seem to be the only people who are still practicing social distancing, I don't know what the hell is going on with that then there's the election i'm terrified (laughs) i'm afraid that people are dying on an unnecessary hill of not voting because neither of these people girl ain't nobody saying we gonna vote white supremacy out of the country but shit we can do something to at least take steps to make it better than what it is. Like, you cannot honestly say to me that you, I'm sorry, but I refuse to believe that you don't believe that having almost anybody as president will be better than what we have right now. Like, I'm not giving you that. I'm really frustrated with people who don't feel like they need to vote. I just think, especially as a black person, it's such a slap in the face to the people who died. I don't want to say gave their lives because didn't nobody sign up for that. People were murdered so that you could have the right to vote, and you feel like you don't want to do it on some sort of fun. I don't know bullshit principle. I don't know what that is. And people are just like, oh, don't vote or shame. Fuck that. You should be ashamed. It is a slap in the face to your ancestors for you to not get your ass up and vote or get an absentee ballot where available and vote like that's bullshit and i'm trying really hard to extend grace and understanding to people but if you are a black person who can vote and you just choose not to i really don't know what to say to you like do some soul searching so i have anxiety about that and Every time I feel like I have a handle on operating in this current normal, I don't know. I feel like I get hit with another wave of shit's not normal. Shit is not okay. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm compartmentalizing or what. But much like any other time in life, I'm having good days and bad days. I'm still working on my, the fitness part of my wellness journey, I've been having a little bit of shame surrounding that because I feel like I made this grand declaration that I'm going to do these things to lose weight and started at December of last year with promoting that. And I think we started filming the videos and everything in like August and September. And I really thought that I would be further along in the fitness part of my journey than I am And it doesn't feel great to not be, but I'm also learning what works best for a 33-year-old body, and that takes time. So I'm trying to give myself patience without having a whole lot of concern for what other people might be thinking or saying about my weight, and it's really, really hard. Um, It's something that I've been struggling with for a while is accepting my body while also wanting to treat it better and to be honest, you know, aesthetically look better. I want to fit my clothes. I want to be able to sit down without my gut rolling over my underwear. Like, you know, simple shit. These are simple requests that I have for my body. And what I'm also doing is practicing um, mindful self-compassion, something that my therapist has me working on I think in order to get a different result you have to do a different thing and this is the different thing that I have to do for myself. I have a horrible inner judge and inner critic towards myself and I know everyone says that but I know it to be very very true for myself. I'm very hard on myself and I don't give myself nearly as much grace as I give to other people who. In all honesty, you're probably less deserving of it than I am. So turning that compassion and that grace inward and talking better to myself to counter that negative self-talk, the self-judgment, the inner critic, countering that with mindful self-compassion is a journey in and of itself like i said i'm using a workbook that i will link to in this episode description if that's something that you think you may want to do as well i'm actively doing it with my therapist i highly recommend doing it with work, going through this workbook with someone who's qualified <laughs> um i can't imagine doing this without her guidance but i'm hoping that the science proves to be true in my life I think I was, I've always been a little bit apprehensive about self-compassion because I felt like it was you just going way too easy on yourself. And we've been socialized to believe that any changes that you want to make have to come from punishing yourself, being really hard on yourself and, you know, practice like white knuckle discipline kind of thing. But statistically and scientifically, they're seeing that people who are more compassionate towards themselves are actually more genuinely compassionate towards others and tend to experience better health mentally and physically and at this point i mean the only thing that i have to lose is weight so (laughs) i'ma give it a go y'all can join along with me if you'd like i am currently sitting at my desk that i bought around the beginning of quarantine it ended up being free because shipping was haywire nobody knew what they were doing the factory that made the desk closed down and they canceled my order and then i still got the desk somehow so it was free so shout out to god on that among other things um looking at my fire escape looking at the tree that's in the courtyard behind my building it's raining and it's windy and i don't know if y'all know this about me but i love days like this i like weather (laughs) especially when i don't have to be out in it so in spite of everything i feel really grateful to be chatting with you guys to be creating things for my platform, learning how to do things on my own. I did have a bit of a rough week, feeling kind of alone and isolated that there were some things that I needed to get done that I didn't have anyone to rely on here. And that made me feel really sad and and alone, but I know that I'm not alone. So that's another part of um, mindful self-compassion is thinking, you know, you can't control the thoughts that come up well you can but that takes another level of work but when those kinds of thoughts come up asking yourself like but is that true and reconciling that it isn't and you know you can kind of move on from there but yeah I have had some moments where I've been like damn I really don't have anybody to rely on but myself and in a lot of ways that's true and in a lot of ways it isn't I have a an amazing support system but I have to show up for myself more than anyone else is obligated to show up for me, or not even obligated, more than anyone else makes a choice to show up for me. I have to show up for myself first. So, working on a lot of things, still being active, still doing my best to improve my relationship with food. Um, I definitely discovered that I eat a lot for comfort. Sorry, y'all can hear my phone. <laughs> I still eat a lot for comfort, so that's something that I'm working on as well, and I know a huge setback of why I'm not really progressing as quickly as I would like to in terms of my fitness part of the wellness journey. So that's me still working out, still in therapy, still journaling, still meditating, and my weight is at a standstill. We're not gaining, but we're not losing, and learning to accept and be grateful for my healthy body while also wanting to improve it. So that's it for the wellness tip and I'll be right back with the fashion tip. Stay tuned. Okay guys, time for this week's fashion tip. What I want to encourage you guys to do moving forward in your lives is to elevate a simple look by doing it monochromatically i don't know what it is but wearing all of one color seems to just give things a much more luxurious feel to them i'm still trying to find out why that is i'm really fascinated by like colors and how they how we perceive them if that makes sense like looking at yellow or pink genuinely makes me happy Um, I don't know what it is, if it's just the continuity with our eye. I don't know if it just makes you feel like the look makes more sense. I'm not sure, but wearing all of one color in separate pieces really just makes your look come off as more styled. I especially like to do this with bright colors. Y'all know I'm team overdressed, I wear hot pink to my very conservative office all the time it makes me happy so right now for those the the three of us in the world who are still practicing social distancing the priority is dressing for comfort and for fitness those are my two priorities uh I'm working out more and I'm relaxing more so I want to be comfy cozy y'all know I loved a good soft textured fabric so recently I bought this velour this matching velour set yes the velour is back sweetie get into it but I bought a matching velour set from American Eagle if you follow me on Instagram or on like to know it you can shop it there and the color first of all is just yummy it's like orange but kind of gold kind of rusty I'm obsessed with it and there's something about just a matching set that just it just pops. So if you want to elevate your loungewear, uh the shit that you put on to run to the store real quick while wearing a mask, please God and thank you. And you just want to feel like you give a shit about what you're wearing, I highly recommend going monochromatic. Even if you don't buy a set, like a matching set at once, I highly recommend Buying them separately like who cares if you find a hunter green shirt here find some hunter green pants elsewhere I don't care how you do it It's just something that I recommend because it makes you look really styled and really pulled together and you can always add A hat you can add accessories whatever you need to in order to elevate the look accessories will always elevate a look Always so that's my fashion tip for this week. You can check out my monochromatic look On the Like to Know It app, I'm linking in the episode description if you want to shop that look. It is on sale as of this recording, so happy shopping, happy chilling, happy monochromatic dressing. And that's your style tip for this week, I'll be right back. Okay guys, we are back for the main event. Of this podcast episode, I have been having some conversations with some of my homegirls, some married, some otherwise partnered, and some single, about this whole discussion surrounding submission, um, surrounding women submitting to men in relationships. And this came about uh, because Jeannie Mai recently had some words about her desire to submit in her relationship and hence the discussion started. So I'm gonna play what she said and then we'll discuss.
1: Going into my marriage, I want to submit to my man. Let me explain. When I hear this definition, like you just said Adrian, submitting has a negative connotation. It means that you are less important, you are lower than that person that you're submitting to. It usually can be like, you know, reference as somebody who works lower than you and that's not what I'm referring to here but what I really learned in my life for my definition of marriage I'm not saying what I want works for everybody I'm saying for me, I'm a very dominant woman I own my business, I lead my teams, I played my own manager, my own publicist, my own lawyer, when I didn't have money to have those people, so I make the decisions in my life, when I come home I am a, I, I like that my man leads us. That doesn't mean that in this case Jay makes all the decisions for us. That doesn't mean that when he says "I genie my going in."
0: Okay, guys. So let me first off start by saying, uh, in case you were somehow unaware, I am a single woman. I'm 33. I most of the time quite enjoy being single, and I also desire partnership I also desire to have a romantic relationship I would love to have that kind of love in my life it just has not happened have not met the right person yet so that's where I am so before we even begin this let me be clear I respect her I respect her stance I respect what she's saying but I do not agree with the use of the word submission and i also appreciate that she specified this is what i want for me it doesn't have to work for everybody because i think when we start talking about gender roles and dynamics in romantic relationships people tend to to paint with a broad brush and there is no cookie cutter one way to Decide that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody if that's even what you decide that you want So I also really appreciate her specifying that this is for me One of my favorite quotes is by Amy Poehler and it says good for her not for me That saves me a lot from getting too invested or too enmeshed in other people's business, right? I want to have this conversation because I keep seeing submission, submission, submission coming up so much. And from my perspective, what Jeannie Mai is describing is not submission. You don't get to change what submission means just because it's a word that you want to use, because I'm sorry, I think that it may, I sometimes think that people use or women say that they want to submit because it makes them sound more desirable to men. I honestly think that I'm sure that there are some women who maybe wholeheartedly mean that. But I also think that it just makes you sound more desirable or more marketable to say that you are a woman who's willing to be humbled. Honestly, I think that there is a very specific kind of man who feels more empowered by having that kind of woman and again for some people that works however what Jeannie Mai is describing sounds to me like partnership that to me does not sound like submission and i know a few years ago fantasia tried to make this same kind of argument when she was on the breakfast club and got so much backlash because she did the shaming part of it where is and that's why y'all ain't got no man now because y'all don't know how to submit and she got all this backlash for it and rightfully so so she tried to backtrack and say you know what she meant was blah 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 similar to what Jeannie Mai is saying I can understand feeling like you have to lead so much in your life and wanting to come home and feeling like it's home and feeling like you don't have to lead that's understandable but two things with that for one thing does it ever occur to you that maybe the man feels that way too that maybe in his life he has to take charge of so many things so much sometimes too that there are some things that he'd like for you to lead on or to take charge on Um, so that's number one and then number two for women who don't own their own business, who don't get to go out into the world every day, feeling, you know, being able to, to call the shots and, and do things like that. What if you're an admin assistant and you have to basically submit to the desires of the person who you report to at your job? The average person person is not an entrepreneur. The average person does not own their own business. The average person works a 40-hour work week or, you know, statistically that might not be true, but you work a regular job under somebody, right? So the average person spends a lot of their adult life working for someone and having to take orders from someone. So for that woman who has to do that and then go home expecting to also submit to her husband, when and where does she get to feel like an adult person? When and where does she get to feel like a fully realized person who has thoughts and ideas? And in keeping, you know, with what Jeannie Mai is saying, even for that woman, shouldn't she be able to come home and feel like a person too, feel like an adult person too? And then I'm also wondering, so If you take the lead on something, does that mean that he's submitting to you? Why is there a desire to even enter into a relationship where one person is above the other? What I desire is partnership. I don't want to walk behind you in life. That's what submission is. I don't want to walk behind you. I don't want to give you the keys to my happiness to my safety, to my security. We should both be providing that for each other. I want to walk alongside you, and there will be times where maybe you need to carry me and times where I need to carry you. But this hard, fast rule that the man has to lead, I think puts undue pressure on men to be a certain kind of way. And I think that it also diminishes your ability as a woman to be a fully realized person. And I know I'm speaking heteronormatively because I am a heterosexual person. I can only speak to my own experience. And I am curious sometimes about same-sex relationships where I think that they get to be a little bit less cookie cutter in how they divide things up within their relationships. But again, I'm not a part of that community, so I can't say. But I know for me, I would love to be able to you know, I'm still learning how to better manage my finances. I would love to be in a relationship with a partner who can help me to do that better. And if they're really skilled at investing at investing, then teach me how you do that. and that's something that you can take the lead on. I am really good at navigating mental health issues. I think I'm a really great communicator. I think I'm really great at helping people to get to a place of awareness where they want to work on their own things. And that's something that maybe I can help you with. Um, You know, I love fashion and style. Maybe I take the lead on decorating our house. You know, I think that there are areas that everyone is skilled in that they should be able to be that person in their relationship and i just don't think that it's reasonable for the way the world works now to have this hard fast rule that men have to lead a household that just and the word submission it makes me think about a dog i am so pain i'm made so painfully uncomfortable by people casually saying, I want to submit. And I know that I'm uncomfortable with it because I used to be one of those people. Before I had any amount of self-awareness or really felt capable of taking charge of my life, I wanted to submit to a man because I thought that it would mean I wouldn't have to be responsible for my own happiness. I wouldn't have to be responsible for where the relationship goes. If he's in charge, then whatever happens is on him. That's really... That was my thing. And I, I also used to think that, you know, because I'm, I don't know what people will call, like, headstrong or, you know, whatever. Like, I have opinions and I have thought. In my In my mind, I'm just a person, but apparently it means something when a woman has thoughts and opinions and shares them. Who knew? So I used to think that it would make me more desirable if I said that even though this is how I am in the world, I I submit to the man that I'm with, and truth be told, when I'm in relationships, I am much softer towards the person that I'm in partnership with because I think that's the benefit of being in a romantic relationship is that it's someone that you can be that you can be softer and and vulnerable with. But that doesn't mean that I want that person to lead my life. I am responsible for my own life. I am responsible for my own happiness, and I want to be in partnership with someone who helps to facilitate that with. And for me and we do that for each other I also it it makes me cringe as well because that clip of the conversation between Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin that floats around every so often where Nikki Giovanni says to James Baldwin you know if you as a black man can go out into the world and fake joy peace happiness whatever for these white people then why when you come home do I your black wife your black partner why do i get the worst part of you can you fake it for me too because what has the world given me as i've gone about my day is there no consideration for the fact that women also need the kind of support that women have traditionally provided for men uh back to amy poehler again i guess that she's just like the captain of this episode which makes me weary because you know i don't really trust white women like that but in her book she says that every woman needs a wife. And she's not saying, you know, every woman should be gay, but we have traditionally been socialized to provide a certain kind of support to our husbands and to our families. We need someone to provide that support for us too. So I, ideally, in my romantic relationship, would like for there to be more of a give and take than a hard, fast rule that you're in charge. That would make me feel like I'm not an adult person. That would make me feel like, I can't you know I, it, it seems stifling it seems like you're compromising a lot about yourself and I think Lovecraft Country did a really great job of exploring this um, in the episode with Hippolyta where she confronts her husband and says you know I shrank myself for you and you helped me to do it I think that if you show up in a relationship with this intention then you don't give a person any other choice but to lord over you. And I think it's a weird energy to enter into a romantic relationship with to say, to to put each other in a place. And it's triggering for me too, I think, because in most of my romantic relationships, the significant ones, um, even though I don't have no exes, statute of limitations is up, I don't know none of them people. But for the few significant relationships that... I did have there was this constant desire for the person to humble me and it was And looking back on it in retrospect it's so weird because it's just like bro you knew who I was when you met me <laughs> so I don't know why you feel like you about to come over here and start trying to change shit, start trying to change me, or try to make me into this person who you can control. Like, you like that I'm opinionated, but you want me to have your opinions. And you like that I'm talkative, but you want me to only talk when you say it's okay. Fuck that! Like, it's just not a life for me. Good for her, not for me. But for those of you who are saying or agreeing with what Jeannie Mai is saying, I want you to know that that is not submission. That's just a relationship. That's a partnership and that's okay. It is okay to be a woman who does not want to submit, is my point. If you are a woman who does, more power to you. Best of luck on your journey. I hope it goes well for you and that you feel fulfilled in your life. I say that wholeheartedly. But for those who are questioning, I just wanna let you know You can be a woman who desires partnership and who desires a man who is capable of stepping up for her when the occasion calls for it or when you need that, when you need someone to take the lead because maybe you aren't your best self or maybe you aren't that skilled. It's okay to desire that and also not submit. Those two things can exist separately. You can desire a man who is knowledgeable and confident and skilled in the ways of the world and also want to be a human being who is a fully realized person in and of herself. You can desire that kind of relationship without submitting to someone like a dog because you're not a dog. Unless that's what you into sexually, in which case I don't kink shame nobody, like get it how you live. But I just want to let y'all know that there is another option and it's called partnership and not submission. So that's my thoughts on that. That's the episode. Let me know what you guys think. Be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, review, send me a coin if you want to take care of yourselves, make sure that you vote. For the love of God, help get us out of this waking nightmare in some regard. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for joining me. Bye.